Hello, and welcome to For the Love of the Games podcast. I am your host, Chris Dennis Myers, and welcome to day one of competition, really, in Tokyo. And I'm excited to go over all the stuff that happened last night, what's coming up tonight. And since time zones are kind of a bear when you're talking about something literally halfway across a globe, we're going to kind of do our best to, to give a recap of that. I will say if you have not yet watched primetime on Saturday, July 24th, I will go over some things that they will air in primetime. I'm not actually sure what they're going to show tonight, but I will be talking about what happened overnight last night. So again, because of our time zone situation, if you haven't watched primetime, there's a strong potential that they'll discuss what I'm going to discuss. So fair warning, there will be spoilers later in the episode. Um, for these episodes too, I'll do my corrections when I have them. General news, um, any new COVID cases, um, and then again, our results from last night. And then at the very end, things that are upcoming for the following night. Corrections from last episode, the artistics, Spanish artistic swimmer, Ona Carbonell. I said she had to withdraw, but I got that incorrect. She did not withdraw, but she did elect to leave her son at home and pump while she's in Tokyo, which bless her for it. I don't have children, but I know many people who have said pumping is sort of the worst part of having kids just really difficult work. And I can only imagine with her athletic, you know, career, it's even more difficult just with being on a team and all that kind of stuff, but she is still competing, which is good. And I'm, I'm glad that she was able to make that work for her. I also said there was a, an American athlete who had to withdraw Taylor Crab, And I said, his brother Trevor was selected to replace him, which is not correct. But the reason why Trevor was all over this news story. And the reason why I got that mixed up is that he immediately after his brother had to withdraw from the Olympics and was replaced, he was replaced by a man named Tri Bourne. But Trevor said, my brother is fine and healthy and should be allowed to play, in my opinion. So, okay, Trevor, (laughs) I just, I I can't with that. I'm not even going to go into that, but that is why he was all over the news story. And that is why um, when I was looking at all the articles, I got that mixed up. And then, yeah, so the only general Olympic news from today that I learned recently is that the metals were made by, um, extracting metal from recycled cell phones. So the Japanese public was asked to donate cell phones and millions of phones were donated and they extracted all the metal. And that's where the metals came from, which I think is, uh, I, that's really cool. I didn't even know that would be a thing you could do, but they're also really beautiful. So I recommend Google image searching them because they really are stunning. And also typically during these episodes, I'll do a recap of 
if I do have the opportunity to watch primetime, I'll mention if there was anything I didn't go over in the previous episode, but last night primetime was just the opening ceremonies, which I had already watched. So there's not anything new from primetime, but I think in general, I'll probably have talked about the things that NBC decides to air. But if there is something that sticks out to me that maybe I didn't talk about, then we'll talk about that too. Um, although they did add in this really cool, uh, like montage with the rock, (laughs) Dwayne, the rock Johnson uh, narrating. And I just thought that was really cool. And I did get chills. So I, I loved seeing that. So let's get into what happened overnight last night. Men's artistic gymnastics qualifying was last night and sorry, I'm going to, I'm going to try very hard to not edit these episodes because again, like I'm trying to turn them around really quickly. It is 6 PM and I'm recording and I want to watch primetime in two hours. So I don't really have time to record and then edit and then watch primetime. So just you're going to have to bear with me. I had to pause for a second. So I'm back. Men's artistic gymnastics qualifying was last night. Um, and the U S did qualify for the team final, which is not a surprise. They qualified in fourth place, which is, I would say about where I would expect us to finish in the final China, Russia, and Japan were, I can't remember where China and Russia qualified, but Japan did qualify first. And I do expect them to take home the gold if for no other reason than they are at home. And they're certainly top three, but usually the home country does better, especially in a sport like gymnastics, though there is no crowd, like literally no crowd. I would still expect them to do quite well being at home and you know, the time zone thing does matter. Um, and last minute, um, America did end up qualifying higher than the UK. So the UK is in fifth and I would expect the U S and the UK to come in fourth and fifth. So fourth or fifth, I, I would say is probably where I would expect our team to finish. Let's see. Um, we did also get, um, several qualifiers for individual events, uh, Brody Malone and Sam McCulloch are qualified for the all around, which is, you know, the biggest deal, obviously. Um, and so they will advance 24 finalists get to compete in that. And it's always interesting because in women's the two per country rule hurts us frequently because we have so many gymnasts on the women's side that can compete in these event finals and the all around finals really our entire four person team would do very well in an all around final, but we can only send two on the men's side. Our men's gymnasts are two men, men that qualified would have qualified further down, but because some of the Russian and and Japanese and Chinese gymnasts got eliminated because you can only send two from each country, those gymnasts are, are gymnasts qualified higher. So they're, they 
qualified in eighth and 10th place. And that's pretty good. (laughs) It's pretty exciting. I mean, you know, again, they would have, I think it was like 11th and 15th or 14th they would have qualified in. So, so it did benefit us to some extent, but again, on the women's side, (laughs) it's really never a benefit for the U S Brody Malone also qualified for the high bar final and Sam McCulloch qualified for the parallel bar final. Um, we sent Alex Yoder to Tokyo as specifically as a pommel horse specialist. And he did qualify for that final. He qualified in fourth place. So I don't, you know, I don't, I, I think there is potential for him to medal there in the final. And I will hope for that. I do really like Alex Yoder, um, but he did qualify in fourth. So exciting again. Um, Yul Moldauer is probably my favorite person on the team, on the men's team. And he qualified for the floor final. And unfortunately, Shane Wiskus did not make an individual event final, but he is on the team. So he will be competing for the team final. Our women's soccer team played at 7 a.m. this morning, which isn't bad. You always, (laughs) I like the 7 a.m. start time because that's a little more friendly for me. Um, But they played at 7 a.m. today after having lost to Sweden 3 0 a couple of nights ago. And they called this a must win. Kelly O'Hara apparently told the team that they needed to be ruthless. And I will say (laughs) they did that. Uh, They won six to one. And I mean, because of the way soccer, these tournaments work, they have to have a high goal differential. So they really did need to be ruthless after losing three zero it's not great to, to, for if there is a, if there is a question at the end, you, you want to have that goal differential as, as high as possible. So six to one, that'll do it. And, um, next they play Australia and only need a draw to advance, which is great news for team USA, because I do think that is very doable for them. Now they did lose to Sweden. So, Nothing is guaranteed at the Olympics, as we all know, but I, I think that is going to be, I do, I do anticipate the U S women's national team advancing. Our U S mixed archery team was eliminated in the first round by, uh, to Indonesia, which is not really a surprise, but what do you know? Korea won the gold medal there, (laughs) which I feel like I told you to expect if you're talking about archery, you will be talking about Korea. So, um, so yeah, they did take home the, they did end up taking home that gold medal. So, you know, that's what it is. Also yesterday, I guess to kind of coincide with the opening ceremonies, the New York times posted this amazing article, which I'll link in the show notes. And it is a breakdown of the form of three American athletes and then a Czech athlete. The Americans are Delilah Muhammad, who is a 400 meter hurdler, Simone Manuel, who is a sprint swimmer. So the event she is competing in this time is the 50 meter, um, freestyle, but she is the reigning gold medalist in the hundred meter freestyle. And 
Suni Lee. <laughs> I was like, who's the third one? I was like, oh, the one that I know the most about is Suni Lee. They broke down her bars routine. And then the Czech athlete is Adam Onda, who is a sport climber and is widely considered to be the best climber in the world. It is so cool. <laughs> I made my husband look at it. He doesn't really care about this stuff, but I really started this podcast. So I wouldn't ramble onto him about this kind of stuff, but every once in a while, I'm like, you have to look at this. But so they showed, for example, Simone Manuel's form as she swims, but also her jump off the block, which is apparently very textbook. And they have used it to teach other swimmers. And they said, the jump from the block into the water is the fastest you'll go in the whole race. And because that race is about 24 and a half seconds, there's no room to make up any errors. So her jump off the block is just incredibly powerful. And they show the way her legs move and exactly when she kicks the hurdler, Delilah Muhammad, who she and another Uh, American Sydney McLaughlin, who actually went to the university of Kentucky where I'm currently a student. So (laughs) we like Sydney, but we also really like Delilah. They're, they're both just incredible hurdlers, but they, they break down Muhammad's steps. And it's like, she does 23 steps before the first hurdle. And then she jumps exactly this distance away from the hurdle with this foot in the lead. And, you know, it's one of those things we're reading. It was like, well, of course they have a very precise method for this. They're among the best athletes in the world and they've been practicing this their whole lives and all these things, but you just don't realize the precision until the New York times breaks it down exactly for you. (laughs) It was really cool. Um, and then Adam Onda was, is like I said, considered to be the best sport climber in the world, but the way that they added sport climbing to the Olympics, there are three different disciplines in, in sport climbing and they are lead bouldering and speed. And typically a speed climber, that is what they do. They just do that one. And then the other two, sometimes people overlap, but usually if you are a lead or a boulder climber, you're not really a speed climber. So Adam Onda, despite the fact that he is almost certainly the best in the world may not end up with a gold medal because he is a very slow speed climber. So I just thought that was interesting. They talk about that and then they show his form and they show his different strategies for holding onto the rock wall at different angles and some of the flexibility that he requires to be able to make the next grip hold. I, I gotta tell (laughs) you, Again, like, of course, like when you look at it, you're like, well, yes, again, of course he has this kind of, this level of strategy, this level of creativity in being able to make the climb and climbing is different than say hurdling where she knows exactly how many steps she needs to take before she hits the first hurdle and she has to lift her leg at exactly this angle at this time and, and all of that kind of stuff. And then they even mention at the eighth hurdle, she uses, she switches her lead foot to give her back leg a rest, which is just calling jumping over a hurdle, a rest at, at any, by any measure is hilarious to me, but, um, 
but with speed climbing or with, with rock climbing, you're, it's going to be different every time. So there's a different route you're going to have to take. So it, it's just a different athletic brain where Simone Manuel is swimming the same exact 50, ideally every single time. And Muhammad is running the same 400 meters with the hurdles every time where Adam Onda can't do that because his rock climbing wall, the wall itself is going to be different every time. And I just thought it was really interesting that they broke that down that way. And then Suni Lee, I mean, what can you say about her? Like that's again, of these three sports by far, the one that I know the most about. And I have always been impressed by her bars routine. Obviously it's the best in the world. And, you know, if she completes it tonight and if she competes, completes it at the bar final, she'll go home with the gold medal for that. But even knowing what I know about her bars routine, watching the New York times, like kind of break down her form and what is happening in the air and how it works truly very, very impressive and an unreal bars routine. So again, I will link that in the show notes. I highly recommend it. Even though I've told you basically what's in there, it's still cool to see with your own eyes and, and really respect what's happening there. I, I, I love the Olympics because you really get a chance to watch some of these sports that you might not otherwise like, again, I, I watch gymnastics all the time, but hurdling, I would never otherwise watch but it's just incredible the talent that these athletes have and the, and the planning and the execution is just perfect. And yeah, I hope you enjoy that piece as much as I did, because I have looked at them several times. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now we'll get into what's going on overnight tonight. Tonight is one of the nights where I will stay up very, very late or potentially try to take a nap and get up because at 2 a.m. Eastern, the women's, the U.S. women's qualifying is for gymnastics. Um, This is a big one. (laughs) This determines who, which athletes get to do the all-around final, the event finals, and obviously team final. The U.S., barring some kind of unnatural disaster, will take home gold in the team. I am interested to see who makes event finals, especially because our two specialists who won't get the team medal are both vault and floor specialists. So I'll be interested to see. And again, as I mentioned with the men's, there is a two per country rule. So for men's, the two per country did benefit our athletes but for women's Simone Biles will make both of all and floor final, and she will probably take home the gold for both of those events. So Jade and Michaela are both fighting for one additional spot in those two events in each of those events. So it'll be interesting to see who makes which final. And I would expect silver medals for whichever one of them makes the final in each of those events, obviously Suni Lee will make the bar final and again, likely to take home the gold there. And then I'm not actually sure who will take, will, you know, it is going to bother me so much to upload this without editing it because my, I just cut out the recording and now I'm back. 
don't exactly remember what I was saying, but for Barr's final, I know Sunili, obviously, again, assuming she completes her routine, which I would expect her to, um, she will make that final, but I'm not sure who our second athlete is going to be on that. And one thing I do want to say about Suni Lee, because she has said this herself, you know, it does make her a little upset that people think of her as bar specialist. She is an incredible all around gymnast. And I do think that she will end up being our second gymnast for the all around and very likely to take home silver, assuming she does make the all around final, but her bars routine is just so out of this world that when you talk about Suni Lee, you have to talk about bars. Even if she weren't that good on bars though, she probably would have made this team on the merit of her all around skill. Her beam routine is impressive. Her floor routine, she has had some trouble because she has had an ankle injury. So um, she has been competing with three three passes instead of the standard four. She is obviously adding in a fourth pass for the Olympics. It is going to be a more simple floor pass, but her grace and artistry on the floor is really impressive. So I just have to say that because because like I said, she's, she's been a little upset about people considering her to be specifically a bars worker, but she's just so good on bars guys. So, so that's why, but Suni probably will make the all around final. Anyway, that's at 2 AM and I will be watching that live only because I will see spoilers for that and I'll be really mad. (laughs) So I have to watch it live. That's one event that I just can't not watch live. There are medal matches for archery, women's archery. Once again, expect Korea. Anytime you see archery, assume South Korea is going to medal. That's just part of archery. I mean, when you think about archery, think about South Korea. (laughs) Um, Our men's basketball team is playing France. I... I normally, I would say we're absolutely going to win that match. Like no question, (laughs) but given our exhibition performance, um, maybe don't like put money on that, but typically we would not have a problem with playing France or any other country because NBA players are now allowed to play. Our team is pretty stacked, but they were a hot mess in exhibition. Um, in beach volleyball, uh, April Ross and Alex Kleineman are starting their run for gold. Expect them to make it to the gold medal match between them and Canada. Those two teams will take home gold and silver. It's just a question of who wins the gold medal match. They are pretty evenly matched, but they're very clearly the best two teams in the world. Gib and Bourne, Bourne being the replacement for Crab, uh, make their start tonight as well tonight, tomorrow, depending on where you live in the world, (laughs) but, um, they're also quite good. I'm not real sure what's going to happen with the replacement filling in for crab, but Americans do tend to be pretty good at beach volleyball. Interestingly with beach volleyball, some teams are listed by their first name and some are listed by their last name. And I remember this happening in Rio because I, frequently type out summaries of this stuff. And someone posted and commented 
no, they didn't lose to them. They lost to the Brazilian team. I know one of them was Bruno and now I can't remember the other guy's first name. And I said, yes, but that's their first names. And I, for consistency, always use last names, which is what I've done here. But like Ross Kleineman are listed as April and Alex. I don't know why that is with beach volleyball. Really not any other sports do that. Now, obviously a lot of sports are individual. So you get both names because you have space for that, but it's very strange about beach volleyball, but there you go. (laughs) Um, If you do see like April, Alex, that is Ross Kleineman. That's just a beach volleyball thing. Women's cycling road races tomorrow. Um, Canoe slalom heats begin. We have Evie Leibfarth who had the option. Canoe slalom is an interesting sport because it's two events, canoe slalom and kayak slalom, which is also called canoe slalom, confusingly. And Evie Leibfarth had the option, but in that, because she qualified, she is fast enough to qualify for both. But in canoe slalom, you can only compete in one event for whatever reason. So she is competing in a kayak. So canoe slalom for women is a new event this cycle. Um, and that was part of gender parity. So I mentioned in the opening ceremonies, part of why they did the two flag bearers, which ended up not looking real great was because of gender parity and they eliminated, there used to be three events for men. It was C1, which is one person in a kayak or in a canoe, C2, two people in a canoe. You can understand the convention here and K1, which is one person in a kayak. So they eliminated C2 and added K1 for women. Um, so that's just something interesting about canoe slalom, which is, yeah, it's just one of the sports that worked on gender parity by eliminating a sport instead of just adding I'm not real sure why they didn't just add two more events for women instead of eliminating one for men and adding one for women. But Summer Olympics is significantly more events for significantly more events than than Winter Olympics. So maybe that was part of it too, is they didn't have the space for it to to add that much more events, that many more events. Um, women synchronized diving is happening overnight tonight. It is a three more, three meter springboard event. Our men's team did not make the Olympics, but we do have a women's team diving fencing gold medal matches for men's epee and women's foil. Our, our judo has a gold medal match for the 52 kilo weight class. Our representative there is Angelica, Angelica Delgado. There are shooting finals for a few events. Um, men's skateboarding street finals are occurring and because skateboarding is a new event, that should be really fun to watch. And that I think happens at like 1130 PM Eastern. So it's not too bad if that's something that you're interested in watching live. I do have a friend who wants to watch that live tonight. So that should be, it it should be really interesting. And that might be something that I'll put on my laptop while I'm watching something on the TV as well, (laughs) because that's what I do during the Olympics is just as many screens as possible. Um, surfing begins. 
there is a little bit of, of surfing related drama that I think is really interesting. So typically at these world cup surfing events, Hawaii out of, out of respect for the fact that Hawaii truly invented surfing, Hawaii competes as its own nation. And so the American surfers, most of them are from Hawaii, but there was like, they were a little annoyed that they had to compete on the American team. And so they got half as many spots as they normally would have because they were fighting for the spots with Americans as well, if that makes sense. So I just thought that was interesting. It's just like a convention in that sport that Hawaii doesn't typically compete under the American flag. Um, the other thing about surfing is that surfing the waves, I guess, I I know very little about surfing, but from what I understand, the waves are much bigger in winter. And while Japan is a great place to surf, you wouldn't normally go there to surf in July. So, so there's like kind of a concern that surfing, despite the fact that it's going to be on the Olympic stage for the first time, it's not going to look its best because the waves aren't going to be as impressive as they would in a world cup event where they picked the location specifically for surfing, where obviously this location was picked for any number of things for summer weather. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. Like I said, I don't know too much about surfing, but, um, Kelly Slater, who is considered the best surfer of all time and yet is not on our surfing team. I think he might be injured. Um, but just mentioned that there's, there's a lot of concern that surfing is going to look pretty bad and not cool (laughs) when again, the location really matters with surfing, obviously. And this is not the location that a surfer would have chosen for this specific moment in time. So there you go. The first swimming medals will be awarded tonight in the 400 meter individual medley that's for men's and women's final is tonight. The men's 400 free final is tonight. And the women's four by 100 event is tonight. And I love the four by 100s because those 100 meters are super quick, less than a minute. And just they're flying and it's obviously a relay. So you're getting four of those. And I'll have to look up who our um, finals team is for that, but that's always just a really good event. Um, Taekwondo has a final in the 57 uh, kilo weight class. Our representative there is Anastasia Zolotic. And our women's volleyball and men's water polo teams begin play tonight. So again, just like lots and lots and lots of events. And I love the diversity of events. And I'm looking forward to so many of those. <laughs> And there will be me plus as many screens as possible. If you need me, I'll be on my couch watching everything. So anyway, enjoy night two of competition and we will talk tomorrow.